Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. All right, thank you, Michael, for those announcements. And I do want to thank everyone for your faithfulness and your continuing to give. Most everyone is still continuing to give. And that's a good thing because we're continuing to pay. Uh, we keep the building warm, the lights are on, the taxes are paid. But most importantly, we are still sending all of our missionaries the full support that we've always sent them. And we will continue to do that. And we want to be able to continue to do that. So I just want to say thank you to all of you that have taken it upon yourselves to realize that we are the church and we give to the Lord, not because of what God will do for us, but we give to the Lord because of what he's already done for us. And that helps support the building and many other things that the church is doing. So I want to thank you for your support because it's, uh, it is very important. I did mention in the past that we were going to have an Easter service, even if it wasn't here today, when we got back in the building, we were going to have an Easter service. I want you to know I still plan on doing that. Um, that said, if we start getting pushed into the middle, the end of May, I don't know when we're going to get back into the building. And if it's too far removed from Easter, we might just scrap the idea. If it's close enough, let's promote a big Easter service to see if we can't get some friends and family to come. But we'll see. We'll play that by ear. And then uh, lastly, I just want to say, um, I don't know if you can tell uh, looking at me through a camera, but I'm in desperate need of a haircut. I need a haircut badly. And uh, I think I'm starting to look like my old hippie days back when I was a teenager and had long hair. I used to wear my hair in a ponytail back in those days when I was a hippie. And um, it's not quite there yet, but if uh, the barber shops don't open pretty soon, it's going to get to the get to the point. Except I'm going to look pretty foolish because uh, nothing's coming off the top, so that ponytail will just be coming off the sides. Now, my wife did volunteer. She did tell me that she'd be willing to cut my hair. And she's actually good at it. She's, 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 she can cut hair, and she, uh, she, in fact, she used to cut my hair when we were younger. Um, but she hasn't done it in a while, quite a while. And she's got a lot of things she could get even with me for. So <laughs> I'm a little hesitant to let her have a pair of scissors working around my head. So I think I'm going to wait for the barbershops to open. I don't know that she'd hold a grudge, but who knows? <laughs> oh, God bless her. I may have to, I may have to, I may have to bite the bullet and let her do it and hope she's merciful. All right. Well, let's get to the word of the Lord today, shall we? Let's just worship God. If you're in your living room, wherever you are, why don't you just take a moment, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness today and the blessings of the Lord. And this Easter service that we're celebrating here today this time of worshiping you and praising you and thanking you for the tremendous sacrifice that you made to purchase our salvation, to purchase our souls. We thank you for the death, the burial, but today we celebrate that great resurrection that took place three days later, and we want to thank you for it. Now, today I'm going to um, talk to you about something that may seem like a strange Easter message, and it is a strange Easter message. Um, but it is something that is on my heart, and so because it's on my heart, it's what I have to talk about today. Uh, and I want to draw my sermon today from John chapter 12, 
And I'm reading verse number 24, Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 24, where the Bible says, most assuredly, this is Jesus speaking, and he said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And so this is going to be an odd Easter message, um, probably unlike many of the other messages that are online today from other churches, other ministers, and I'm not trying to discredit what they're doing or what they're saying, um, but this is not going to be your standard Easter message, uh, but it is what's on my heart. And I've entitled today's message, The Germ in You, The Germ, G-E-R-M in You. It seems appropriate with the coronavirus going around, everybody worried about germs, uh, but I've entitled this The Germ in You, and I want to uh, explain to you exactly what I mean by that. I'm going to be quick, and I'm going to try to get right to the point today so that I don't take up a lot of time, but I do want to explain to you what I mean when I say the germ that's in you. And uh, what I want to do today is I want to talk about you just a little bit, and me. I want to talk about us. I want to talk about what the resurrection of Jesus Christ means where that germ in you is concerned. And what do I mean by that? What am I talking about? Well, let me first explain what I mean by the germ. The germ, and we're talking about a, a uh, wheat stalk right now, a, a grain of wheat. The germ is actually what it's called. It's the embryo of the seed, and it is a sprouting section of the seed. In other words, the germ is where the life is of the seed. And unless the germ gets out of that shell of the seed, it can't grow and so what the germ rep represents is potential life. And I want to talk about the, poten the potential life that's in you and that's in me and that's in every one of us. Because each grain or kernel of wheat consists of a wheat plant embryo, which is the germ, but that germ is within a thick outer coating, which is called the bran. It's where we get our bran flakes from and we put bran on our, on our food because it's a good uh, roughage, but uh, it, it's actually a thick outer coating that encases the germ. Now, the germ is the life. It's the potential of life. It will produce a new plant. It'll, it will produce more than itself. It will produce several new grains if it's allowed to grow, but it's wrapped up inside of this, this bran, this, out, this, this thick outer, outer coating. And so unless that bran gets buried into the ground and begins to break apart and dissolve and die, it will not allow that germ to begin to grow. And so we see the meaning of the words that Jesus spoke here when he said, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And I want to talk to you about the fact that there is indeed a germ that is inside of you. So let's talk about that for just a moment today. Because I do believe that within every single one of us, there is a germ of something great that is lying dormant. I believe inside of you, there is something deep down inside that wants to come forth and grow that is right now lying dormant. The problem is, is that the thing or the things, whatever it may be, that the germ is surrounded by and that the things we think we need to get the germ to grow uh, 
it's really just the opposite of what the germ really needs. If a, if a, if a grain of wheat had a mind, the last thing it would want to do is to get put into the ground, pushed down into the dirt, and covered with dirt so that it could grow. That's the last thing it would want. And many times the last thing we want that would produce the life we crave. We all crave a certain, a certain life, and we all have that within us. But the very thing that would bring that to pass is the very thing we sometimes resist. You see, sometimes I think we're always looking for the good things in life. We wish we had more money. We wish if we only had more time, uh, if we only had more friends or less friends. I don't know what the case may be. I did read a meme just the other day. It was quite comical. And it said, even when this virus is passed, there are still some of you I don't want you to come around. But <laughs> so I don't know if it's more friends or less friends, but it's all these things that we think we need. Maybe it's a bigger house I need, or we want nicer cars, longer vacations, better jobs, more money. All of these things we think we need to make us happy and to make us complete and to bring about the things that we're striving for and seeking for. And I think we're missing a very important aspect of our lives, and that is this. Inside every one of us is a seed put there by the hand of Almighty God when you were formed in the womb. A seed, a germ, if you will, that was supposed to come forth and bring forth the life that God wants you to have. But the problem now is that it's wrapped up in the thick outer coating of the bran of life. And what do I call the bran of life? Well, sometimes it's the hurts that we've experienced in life. Sometimes it's the rejections. Sometimes it's the disappointments. Sometimes it's the loss. Sometimes it's failure. It could be anything that has caused us to become enwrapped, enclosed, wrapped up tight with all of the cares and all of the things of this world preventing that life that is in us from coming forth and you being able to be the person that God made you to be. Now, how many of us can look at our present condition and think that in our past, we didn't really think it was going to turn out quite like this? And the older you get, sometimes when you're older, you can look back and say, boy, I thought I'd be further ahead by now. I thought I'd have more together by now. I thought I'd be better off by now. I didn't think it was going to turn out like this. I had bigger plans. I had higher hopes. I had bigger dreams. And, and, but the reality is, is here we are, and it's not like I thought. It's not a, I think I'm talking to somebody today. It's not quite like what I thought. Person struggling with alcohol. Person struggling with drugs. The person struggling with their relationships person struggling with their possessions or lack thereof, whatever it may be. They didn't plan on this being where they were going to end up. When they were younger, they had bigger dreams. They saw greater life. They saw more excitement. They saw better things. But it's all being choked out. But I'm here to tell you there is still a germ inside of you that wants to come forth and wants to live because I don't care how old you are and I don't care how young you are. The germ inside of you is eternal, is eternal. It doesn't grow old and die. It's waiting to be able to come out. There's a germ inside of you that's waiting to be able to come out. And so I'm here to tell you today on this Easter Sunday that it is never too late to be all that God intended for you to be. It's never, ever too late. 
And that's maybe what makes this really a good Easter message. Because it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ that created a new being for him. A new, he did great things while he was a man in the flesh, but he did greater things once he died and was resurrected. His life was one thing before Calvary. It was a, it was a whole other world after Calvary. The things that happened after Calvary are nothing compared, or I should say the things that happened before Calvary are nothing compared to those things that happened after Calvary. And so maybe this is a good Easter message to let you know that there's something inside of you that wants to be born again, that wants to begin a new life, that wants to start over again, that wants to live the life God intended for you to live, and it can happen if we will but go down into the ground like the, like the seed, and die so that we can be raised to new life. So what does it mean to fall into the ground and die? Because Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. So what does that mean? If it dies, it produces much grain. I think it means giving your life to him. That's what I think it means. I think it means allowing him to make your plans. I think it means allowing him to direct your steps into the world and into the life that he wants you to live. You see, we have to die to ourselves to do that. We have to die to ourselves. We have to say, not my will, but thine be done. I think last week I talked about that. That's what Jesus said just before his crucifixion while he was in Gethsemane. I, considered, I consider these words to be the greatest words he ever spoke. They're the greatest words I can ever speak. Not my will, but thine be done. Because we all have a will, we all have a desire, we all have our plans, we all have our wants. But when we come to the place where we can die to ourselves and say, not my will, thy will be done. That's dying to yourself. And when you do that, you begin to grow, you begin to live a life that you never, ever thought possible. Now, I don't know if I'm talking to everybody today, but I think I'm talking to somebody. And it might just be you. And I have said this, I've told the congregation this in the past. Jesus Christ loves you so much that he would have a man like me preach a message and make everybody else just listen to it because he wanted to talk to you. And I don't ever mind him talking to one person. If this message wasn't for me, but somebody else's life is being changed, let it happen that person just might be you. So don't be afraid today to die to yourself and to say, not my will, but thine be done, so that you can begin to live the life that Jesus Christ died to give you. I want to ask you today, what's inside of you waiting to grow? What's still down there waiting to come forth? What's inside of you that's ready to come to life, that's been covered up by hurts, buried by rejection, broken by disappointments, by tragedies, by failures, by whatever. What is still deep down inside of you just waiting to hear you say, not my will, thine be done, so that it begin to grow and you can begin to become the person that God intended for you to be. So why don't you go ahead today and ask Jesus to take over. Ask Jesus to have his way. Seek the Lord and say, not my will, but thine be done. What would you have me do? If you're watching this today and 
some friend called you up and said, why don't you listen to today's sermon and you haven't been to church in a while, why don't you make plans? I'm going to come back and serve the Lord. And why don't you not just come to church, why don't you be the church? Why don't you be somebody that God can move through and touch and bless and begin to mold you and make you and have you come forth with the life that he intended you to have that I believe is still deep down inside of you waiting to come forth. An old song we used to sing years ago, one of my favorites, because I love these old songs. Maybe it's because I'm old, I don't know. But the old words just said, have thine own way, Lord. If Brother Jameson, if we were in church right now, I'd be calling Jameson up to come over here and start playing this for me, and I would sing, have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. And I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting, yielded and still. And what would be beautiful is there'd be music and somebody else singing, but nevertheless, the words are what matter. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. You are the potter. I'm the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I'm waiting, yielded and still. And so just before his crucifixion, and in the verse just before he talked about the grain of wheat dying, in verse 23, Jesus said this. Now listen carefully. Just before he said a grain of wheat has to fall into the earth and die, he said this, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. He was getting ready to go to Calvary, and he called it the Son of Man getting ready to be glorified. How is it that Calvary could be the Son of Man being glorified? I'll tell you how it is. He knew that unless he died, he would not have this church. Unless he died, he would not have the masses of people joining him in heaven the way he's now going to have when we get there and when everybody who's already there is there. He could not have any of that unless he first died. But because he died, he was able to produce this church. And so he didn't call his death a death. He called it being glorified. And I'm here to tell you, if we can die to ourselves and allow Jesus to take control of our lives and to begin to live the life that he wants us to live, and fall into the ground and die, we'll also look back and say, that's when I was glorified. That's when the glory of God came into my life was the day I laid it all down and put it into his hands. And so I close today by asking you, is this the hour for you to be glorified? Is this the time for you to lay it down and say, have thine own way? How can you be glorified? By dying to yourself, by surrendering your life to Jesus Christ, and by living the life that he had planned from you right from the very beginning. It's never, ever too late to give Jesus your life. Why don't you do that right where you're sitting, right where you're standing, right in your living room, wherever you are? Why don't you do that right now and say, Jesus, have thine own way. And I close by reading 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, 
If anyone is in Christ, listen carefully, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said this, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what life's tried to do to you. That's what your adversary, the devil, has tried to do to you. Steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. More abundantly. Is this the life that Jesus wants you to have? Is the germ in you free to live? I came to give life, and I came to give life more abundantly. Not more things. Not more disappointment. Not more of what you're already dissatisfied with. But he came to give you more of what really matters. And it would be a shame today to come to the end of this life and to have that germ still locked up inside of you. Let that germ fall into the ground and die that it might bring forth the life Jesus wants you to have. Let's pray together. Jesus, I pray that everyone that's heard this message today will be touched in their heart to know that you put a germ of life deep down inside of them. And that germ is to grow and to bring forth the life that you want us to live. And I pray everyone within the sound of my voice today or in the days ahead that might hear this recording, let them realize the greatest life they can live is the life that they put into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a very wonderful Easter holiday. Let this be the beginning of a new life for you. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, And if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you and God bless.